Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes sitting alongside Doug McCary, actually sitting across from Doug McCary. Good to be back in studio after a week uh, gone. Thanks to David Gray. Is that who else was in with you? I know David was. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's usually you putting me on the spot, Doug. I, you know, sorry to do that to you, but no, you know that is terrible, Jeremy. I, I, I can't even that. My mind is so blank right oh, now. Well, sorry, I I, I, you uh, just caught me. I know, and I was sitting I there, and I was thinking about you, thinking about the schedule. Brad, I'm telling you, right, this year has so flown by that I I don't even know what time zone we're in right now. <laughs> I I just uh, walked in downstairs, and Angie, sweet Angie, down there hadn't seen me in a week. She's like, you know, we're talking, and she said, well. You know, happy Wednesday. I, I don't even know what day it is. I mean, no, I, you know who was here? Ron McKinnon. Ron, Pastor Ron, Will. Willie. Will did. Come on. He did Are a great job. Me? Yeah. And, you know, I I always, because Ron, Ron uh, he works out in our community. He, he He's in the uh, food sales industry. Yeah. And uh, But he's a pastor, too. He's bivocational. But he is such a good brother. And uh, it just took me a second because he he's not one but i told him i'm gonna put him on in the stable oh, man he's i mean a good I, I don't know why i i don't think of will he is such a great man i love that guy i got him and, to share uh, a little bit about the guy who but he's got more KKK. of a face for tv well he does yeah. he got him a big old gray beard I know, now too right he's, he, he's pulling a little spurgeon on us or something yeah I don't he know. looks spurgeonish yeah doesn't he, doesn't he? so uh, what, what were you saying sorry but I just no no you. that's okay he uh I got him to share a little bit about this guy who was in the KKK and neo-Nazi. Oh, who, yeah, that's such he, a great story. He ended up leading to Christ and baptizing, and it was such a great thing. But Ron was great. He's he's wanting to go to Israel with us, man. Well, uh, has he November. been before? Yes. Yeah, because I know he he was on our Philippines trip, I believe. Yes, uh, he, he, he was, and he was also – he's been to India with me. So he, he is uh, – he has been just about all the places I've been, man. And he he was uh, he was excited about the going to Israel again, and so he uh, said he's looking forward to it. He's going to try to get his brothers to go with him. So, oh man, that would be amazing. And I've already told you, I've already kind of planted the seed with uh, at least a couple of my sons about making that trip, and uh, you know, maybe a year or two. Um, would love to do that. Well, I I. I I hope sooner rather than later. Well, I agree, and I, I'm, you know, <laughs> after my 60th birthday the other day, you know, I, I think I'm still reeling from that, mm-hmm. and uh, got to tell you, I know we we were on last Monday, so I got to uh, talk about it a little bit here, and I don't know, do you and Lori have those deals? You know, uh, I've been to surprise parties, and I've all, often enjoyed those, you know, for the person who's being celebrated. Mm-hmm. But I've often walked out of those things going, don't ever do that to me. <laughs> and uh, but Well, was, I did that. Do you remember, didn't you guys come to Lori's that we surprised her at La Cantina Laredo? I don't think I did. I thought you guys came to it. It was her, I think it was her 50th. Oh, uh, but it was... Uh, it was good. We uh we we did that for her, and she doesn't like she doesn't like me to surprise her either. Oh, well, it it is uh it was it was it was amazing, but uh, I haven't really had a chance to even 
kind of say thank you to you and Lori for being there. It, it you know, it was. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I think just the whole idea of honoring somebody at their birthday is kind of like I don't know. Especially as we get older, you're like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm celebrating just because God's given me another year. Hmm. But to to actually come down and see everybody and just the the people, you know the. Uh, my kids who traveled in from out of town, uh, my my uh, brother-in-law who came from San Diego, you and Lori, uh, David and Kelly, just a number of people who were there, just so so touching. But uh, anyway, it's kind of shooken me up over the last couple of <laughs> last couple of weeks. Well, um, I know I, I, you, I, you and David, you and Will, so worked through what, yeah, we, what we're we, in. Yeah, we did. But I wanted to talk about something that came out here. Uh, that there's a new report by the U.S. Surgeon General's Office that came out, and this is not going to be a shock or a surprise to anybody. But basically, the lack of social interaction and connection, they say, can increase the risk of premature death. Uh, to levels compared to smoking daily. And in other words, loneliness increases the risk of premature death, they say, by up to 30%. And the problem is with technology, people aren't really connected, but they're superficially connected. So there's no depth of relationship. And I don't know if you know it, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so I, I think that's probably why this article came out but uh, uh one of the surveys found that about one third so 30 percent of 18 to 25 year olds say that they believe in existence of a higher power which is more than the percentage who doubt hmm. uh and, and so people believe in some kind of higher power but these uh Typical young people aren't connecting, Brad. They're not connecting with people mm -hmm. in community. Yeah. And um, the, the same survey showed that 31% of younger Americans, only 31, so two-thirds say that having faith isn't really that important in their daily life. So of that of that age uh, bracket, yeah, of that age bracket, <clears throat> and so people out there who are typically struggling with depression, depression, get bombarded with these thoughts like "I'm unlovable," you know, because that's what happens. That's mm. the way the enemy speaks into our life that something's wrong with me. Um, I sh I should be better. Uh, you know, if I was better, people would like right. me. I would have meaningful relationships. You know, if you have these kind of thoughts. Uh, and you don't check them. And for us as believers, we check with God's word, right? right? God's word is the ultimate authority speaking into our life, not even our own thoughts, mm -hmm. but God's word. Then what's going to happen if you go unchecked? You're going to experience these feelings that basically of just sadness and hopelessness. And uh, that's why suicide rates are climbing everywhere. And, uh, and, and the truth is, uh, you tend to exaggerate the hopelessness of whatever place you're right, at. Right. And, and that's very normal, but that's what happens when you don't have people speaking into your life that say, you know what, Brad, you can get through this. You're not alone in this. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm with you, whatever. And, um, I think the Bible speaks to this too. Uh, you know, in Proverbs 23, it says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Right. And so if you 
And it's not, listen, we're not advocating just positive thinking here. We're talking about biblical thinking because these these are biblical things. You know, 2 Timothy 3 says, All scriptures breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and instruction that the man of God might be what? Adequately equipped. equipped. <clears throat> and yeah. so if you're going to live in reality, you've got to really consider God's perspective. And the only place we get God's perspective is, truly accurately is from his word right that's right even through that's you right. and me it's yeah. filtered right absolutely yep well and uh you know we talk a lot about in fact i'm looking at your red shirt and i'm reminded <laughs> we have a we have a swat retreat we don't call, a, we don't a, call a training it a retreat day. yeah and i was thinking about that verse because that's a verse you and i use often because it is it is uh kind of the i don't say the platform but it certainly explains to men why we we we're not sharing our opinion. We're sharing the truth of God's word because uh, it's profitable. Uh, you know, in, in a world uh, that I live in, in the marketplace, uh, so much of my decisions are based on profitability. Mm-hmm. Well, what if we approached our our lives in that manner? Okay, what does it look like to be profitable? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, God's word speaks to that. And, and the importance of, you know, and it, it's interesting. I, I had breakfast with uh, my good friend Ben Goldsmith this morning and uh, another younger brother <clears throat> who uh, I spent some time with. And we were we were talking specifically, and he's in that age bracket, Doug. Yeah. You know, when you think about 18 to, what was it? 18, 18 to, to 25. 25, yeah. He's, he may be slightly older than that. But, you know, it's interesting, even just within the church, uh, that age group doesn't really get together in a community type setting that much. I mean, they may go grab coffee together. They may have dinner clubs, you know, those kind of dinner club type things. But getting them to come to a Bible study, I mean, you've got you, you've certainly seen that over the over the last ten years yep. here in town. Of who, what is the demographic that comes to a men's Bible study? Mostly older. I hate to say it. I mean, it's generally speaking, it's. 40 plus yeah it's very difficult to get a guy who's 20 25 30 35 to come yeah and i don't know why that is uh, i don't know if there's a they feel connected in some way through social media which is a, a of course a false connection but uh boy the value of being in community with men who are you know make the word of god the center of the discussion well we tend to develop patterns of thinking and our thinking is many times influenced by these patterns we develop in our life. And and whether it's a pattern of getting on a phone and getting on social media and getting negative reinforcement mm-hmm. like that, or even positive enforcement like that, whatever those, uh, those stimuli are to our brain, even if it's going to listen to a good Bible teacher or whatever, right, uh, or, or, or a good Bible study, whatever our patterns are, that tends to shape our thinking. And we get into these patterns, and what we forget is our brains are constantly basically putting out thoughts, good, bad, and different. Mm. And if we don't have God's Word as the filter to yeah. run these things through, then um, what what happens is we begin to believe the lies of the world that you can dictate your own truth, mm. which is not true. Right. You believe you you believe the lies of the world, and you know uh, Martin Luther said, you know you can't 
prevent birds from flying in the air over your head but you can prevent them from building a nest in your hair <laughs> and, and it's really true because if you believe that you dictate the truth you're headed toward places and, and brad this is what they're seeing with the transgenders and the homo even the homosexual community there's a lot of depression within uh those two communities the lgbtq and uh one of the things that we have to do is consider what is shaping our perspective. Is it biblical truth? Is it personal truth? Because if it's personal truth, you're introducing flawed information because mm. there's not a person in the world that's not flawed. Right. And, and right. so <clears throat> the, the only thing that has never produced an error that, I mean, historically, archaeologically, the Bible has always been proven correct. And so... Um, you've got to have good truth going into you and being your filter. The second thing you need to do is uh, you have to be willing to recognize that you need to change your thinking patterns. You know that book Paul Tripp wrote called uh, About Change? You know what yeah. I'm talking yeah. about? I how, can't how, think people, of, how people change. How people mm -hmm. change. We've used that for years. Yeah, yeah. My, my wife has reminded me many times that if you keep doing the same thing and expect something to change, you're yeah. foolish, right? No, absolutely. And uh, and and Paul wrote to the Philippians. He says, "Brothers, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's just, pure, lovely, commendable, if there's anything excellent, anything worthy of praise, think on these things." Yeah. So really, if the Bible is not informing your thinking, then you're you're headed toward depression or to loneliness. Because you're going to a place that you have no answers, yeah, right? No, no doubt. Well, listen, we'll break here, come back. We'll talk a little bit more about that and then jump into the text for our week. For the week, glad you tuned in. SWAT Radio, uh, we'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. 
They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministry serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. I have a quick story about a young little boy, about two weeks old, brought in by his parents. Dr. Timothy Johansson on Focus on the Family Minute. First child, and kid checked out perfectly fine, and at the very end, the dad said, I've got a few more questions. What can I do to really promote his athletic ability, two-week-old, promote his <laughs> athletic ability and make sure that he's going to be a good athlete, and what things can I do to visually stimulate him to make sure that he really is good academically and I looked at the dad and I said the only thing I want you to do right now is fall in love with this little boy mm. there will be time for all of that don't worry what college he's going to if he's going to varsity in basketball or whether he's going to be on the honor roll just fall in love while you can dream about your child's future loving him is the best thing you can do hear more at familyminute.org The Florida Georgia Truth Network. Palatka listens at 91.9. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong. At the end of the line, with all the other not quite, with all the never get it right. Oh, yeah, we're just nobody. SWAT radio. Great song there to come in after our last conversation about loneliness. And, uh, you know, the, where are we looking for validation, identity? I remember you telling me uh, it was a great story. I, I'll butcher it, so I don't want to. But it was it was about identity and purpose. First Peter 2, 9 mm-hmm. uh, states what our identity is and then the back half of that verse talks about our purpose Mm -hmm. and i think that's a it's listen we know that's a problem in the world it's a problem in the church you know because how we're bombarded with so many different things and 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 information i mean information overload these days well you know brad i really struggle just to go back to this just for a minute before we jump into the text growing up um, I, I love sports. I got my identity from sports, even though I, I love the Lord. I, I, I got my identity from sports. I didn't really grasp getting my identity from Christ, even though I wanted him to save me. I wanted to, mm. I wanted to be his, I sure. did, but, but I remember growing up, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd always be the guy who would call. I want to, hey, you guys want to get together and go play baseball mm-hmm. or football? And when guys wouldn't, I'd be alone. I'd feel mm. like, you know, I, I wasn't uh, like a, a drinker or, a, you know, pot smoker, that kind of thing growing up. Uh, and so my identity was in the sports. And when that was taken away, I just 
redirected it to being a pilot in the Marine Corps until God showed me he could take me when he (laughs) wanted me to. And that really began a process of him teaching me that my identity is not in what I do. For us as men, that's where we tend to get our identity from a lot of times or who we were with. It's, it's in Christ. It it really is. And that's not just a platitude we say it's, it's the fact that we know he loves us. And if you're out there and maybe you've struggled with some of those things we're talking about in the first segment, let me just encourage you that one of the reasons maybe you're listening to this by podcast or even live is because God wants you to hear that he loves you not because of what you do for you. He loves you because he created you and he made you to be in relationship with him. And he wants you to walk in the freedom and the the liberation of not having to do anything to earn his love mm. other than respond to it. That's the that, gospel. It is the gospel. Yeah, and, and it's so liberating. And, you know, I see so many people that profess a love for Jesus, young people especially, when they don't really get that, they mm. they they're searching for identity yeah. to to yeah. get affirmed, and he's done the most of anybody to affirm them to say, "I let my son die for you." Yeah, and, and you know what made me think about what well, you just said something that triggered a podcast I listened to this morning, uh, Costi Hen, who's been oh, yeah, uh, one of our great. guests here, and. Uh, he had another one of our guests on his podcast this week, uh, Justin Peters. Oh yeah, Justin. And, uh, and in fact, the the title, the in fact, it, you know, we promote books, we promote podcasts, and and this would definitely be a podcast worth listening. Costa Hen, his podcast are generally twenty twenty five minutes, uh, very very um, uh, packed full. Anyway, he had Justin Peters on, and the title of his it was. Uh, why do you call out false teachers? Mm-hmm. And it, it just let me encourage our listeners go go check it out. Costi Hens called for the gospel. Well, if you remember uh, when we had when we had Justin on, we got a lot of blowback. I know we did because yeah. he was calling out a local pastor yes. here in town yep. Yep. who had made some statements that were really unbiblical. Well, and the the, the one of the things I took away uh, today, and it kind of ties in with what you're saying. You know, for those who may be lonely or depression or whatever they're battling, uh, we're we're grasping for uh, something we want to hear. You know, whether you know you were talking about sports. Uh, in fact, you mentioned uh, the How People Change book by uh, Paul David yeah. Tripp, who actually wrote that book with another guy by the name of Timothy Lane. Yeah. In fact, there's a video series you can do with that book. Again, I'm re- making a recommendation. It's an old book, but one of the things Timothy Lane said, and very similar to you, Doug, uh, what you just shared is Timothy Lane was a good baseball player. Mm-hmm. And his his joy and his happiness hinged on how well he played. And uh, he, he realized, you know, everything could be going great in his life, but if he had a bad day at the plate – it affected how he lived, mm. and yet we're very much that way too. And and by the way, it, that's not you know just related to sports. It can be related to ministry. Yeah. You know, uh, well, how many people showed up, or boy, did people compliment what I had to say? You know, it's we boy, we so desperately. And I think I brought up the Justin Peters issue because he talks to the fact that 
you know, people are desperate to hear something really um, kind of <laughs> that they can hang their hat on. Mm. You know, whether it's a false teacher, uh, whether it's just error out there that sounds really good. And and listen, Satan is not going to sound bad coming through somebody Amen. who's he's going to give you enough truth to make it seem right. In fact, I remember Doug Rutt saying one time, the false teachers use the same words we do, but they use different meanings for them. And, and so it sounds mm-hmm. good if you're not discerning and you don't good. know the word. Good. Um, well, you know, uh, Brad, we have been working through anchors in the storms as and, and thinking uh, as we go through the storms of life, whatever they are, as God's kingdom priest, we need anchors to hold our bow straight, to keep us. That's why they would throw out anchors in the storms a lot of times. It's not to keep them in one place. It's to keep the bow pointed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So they would put the anchors out up there. And so we talked about some of the anchors. The first one was, and we're looking at Acts 27, where Paul is a prisoner on a ship going from Caesarea to Rome. And he's with 276 people. And they, they're on this ship. And when Paul starts off, they, they're going during a time of year that's kind of in the treacherous season because there's only certain times of the year in the Mediterranean that you would sail. He's on a grain ship out of Alexandria with a, a centurion who's guarding him and the other prisoners. Luke is with him. Aristarchus is with us with him. And so the first anchor we saw was God's presence in our life. And we talked about how God says in James 4, verse 8, that if, if you want God to be with you, you got to draw near to him. Hmm. He says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Yeah. And, and I, I was thinking immediately of Paul when he was in prison. Remember when he was in prison at Ephesus and um, when he was there and all of a sudden the, um, the, they, they get beaten, they get thrown in jail there. I'm sorry, not Ephesus, uh, Philippi. When he was in jail and um he he was with the, the the jailer at that time but him and silas were praising god at right. midnight mm-hmm. after being beaten and thrown in stocks and what is he doing he's drawing near to god he's singing praise songs at midnight mm. and what did god do did, it, did his presence get felt you bet there was an earthquake <laughs> yeah and did paul run and get his freedom no he saw the jailer as an opportunity to share christ and so that God's presence has been with Paul. The second anchor was God's purpose for our life. How how uh, Paul knew what his general purpose was, which was to exalt Christ. And you referenced this earlier, First Peter two nine. We we were kingdom priest. He's a kingdom priest, but he also recognized his specific purpose that he was supposed to go to Rome to share the gospel with in Caesar's household. So that purpose helped him stay on course even in the middle of the storm the third anchor we looked at yesterday was god's provision for our life you know brad as we go through struggles in life and god comes through after he comes through we're like man thank you god and we're so thankful and we're encouraged then we go a little ways down the road another struggle comes we forget about how he just provided right totally yep and like you said we get that tunnel vision on, on on the weather channel as the hurricane is coming <laughs> a little gospel amnesia yeah, yeah it, that's exactly what it is yeah. and so 
Today, we're going to get through verses 27 through 24 and look at the last anchor, which I think is one of the crucial ones after the presence in our life is God's proven reliability through his fulfilled word. God says it and he does it. And I'm going to have you read verses 27 through 44 when we come back and we're going to work through that last part of the text. Sounds great. Glad you tuned in today. If you want to call this afternoon, the number is 844-777-7926. You can also email us your questions or comments to ask at SWATradio.com. We'll take a quick break. Be right back. Somebody has said that where two or three people are gathered in Jesus' name, there's trouble. That's true. I've been there and I've done that. So if you're not a Christian and you're checking out a church, listen, leave before you get hurt. (laughs) We're not wonderful people. We'll stab you in the back, we'll gossip about you, and we won't let you in our cliques. But if you decide to stay, you'll discover the most profound and wonderful family you've ever known. It's the fellowship of sinners who are trying to get better and who know if they don't, God will love them anyway. So, y'all come. I'm Steve Brown. You think about that. Share what you just heard with a friend. Go to youthinkaboutthat.com. No active accidents, but there is a broken-down vehicle on the East Beltway on 295 northbound at the ramp to Merrill Road. Also, there's a disabled vehicle in Nassau County on I-95 southbound a couple miles past State Road 200, the Yulee exit. Mostly clear and breezy tonight, low 50, Thursday sunny, high 82. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Wednesday afternoon. We're glad you tuned in. If you want to call in, 844-777-7928. Again, if you have any questions or comments for Doug or myself, it's ask at SWATradio.com, A-S-K at SWATradio.com. By the way, Doug, I, I've you know since I've been out of town, so I left on, uh, let's see, when did I leave? I think I left Tuesday. Uh, last week, drove to Nashville, spent the night with my daughter and son-in-law, and then drove from Nashville to Chicago, got my mother-in-law all moved in, hooked up, and uh, and then set to fly out on Saturday morning, sat at the airport at O'Hare for 10 hours until they finally canceled my flight. That was fun. Oh, yeah. You know, you've probably done that before. And uh, sat there for 10 hours and then couldn't get a flight out. Not only that night, I couldn't even get a flight out the next day. Mm. <laughs> so I ended up flying back on Monday. But uh, I have a lot of uh, catching up to do. That's why I haven't been in the last couple of days. But uh, one of the one of the things I need to do 
is I've got to go back and listen to your interview with Virgil last week. Oh, it was good. Virgil Walker. It was really good. And uh, so... Uh, it, it was it, a good interview. Uh, and again, remember to pray for uh, for uh, for Daryl. His, his, his mom passed away. Keep Daryl. I didn't know that. Yeah, Daryl. Okay. That's why he couldn't do it last week. Uh, also, pray for my friend Bob. I have a friend Bob up in New York who's really struggling. Uh, he just... Um, He's a great guy. Got a great family, and uh, Bob is Bob is just uh, struggling through some health issues. And I, I pray that you would, if you're listening uh, today or on the podcast, just lift up Bob and ask God for some healing and from strength for him. You just reminded me as I was I was thinking about Daryl praying for him. Um, Brad, we are in Acts, like I said, 27, the shipwreck, one of the most detailed things accounted for in Paul's life, all right, in Acts. And it's detailed for a reason. I it, It's like I said this yesterday um, and Monday, that just like the ship Paul was on, our body and our life, it, it, it is uh, just like the ship. It's destined for a wreck. It's destined to go hmm. down, to be destroyed. And yet, we can be preserved from it if we listen to God's man, just like they did. They God had a man on the ship, Paul. He hmm. stood up and he said, listen, brothers, you don't need to do this. But then they disregarded him. They start making mistakes. Things start happening. They get really scared. Then they listen. And, and they listen. And as they listen, all of them are saved. And so God said, you will have everybody, and he held his true to his word. And that's the fourth anchor, proven reliability of God through his fulfilled word. And I'm going to have you read verses 27 through 44, and uh, we're going to look at this fourth anchor uh, here for the rest of the program today. All right, Acts 27, beginning in verse 27. When the 14th night had come, as we were being driven across the Adriatic Sea, about midnight, the sailors suspected that they were nearing land so they took a sounding and found 20 fathoms a little farther on that and they took uh, a sounding again and found 15 fathoms and fearing that we might run on the rocks they let down for anchor from the stern and prayed for day to come and as the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship and had lowered the ship's boat into the sea under pretense of laying out anchors from the bow Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the ship's boat and let it go. As day was about to dawn, Paul urged them all to take some food, saying, Today is the fourteenth day that you have continued in suspense and without food, having taken nothing. Therefore I urge you to take some food, for it will give you strength for not a hair is to perish from the head of any of you. And when he had said these things, he took bread and gave, in giving thanks to God. In the presence of all, he broke it and began to eat. Then they all were encouraged and ate some food themselves. We were in all 276 persons in the ship. And when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship, throwing out the wheat into the sea. Verse 39, when... Now, when, he, when it was day, they did not recognize the land, but they noticed a bay with a beach on which they planned, if possible, to run the ship ashore. 
So they cast off the anchors and left them in the sea, at the same time loosening the ropes that tied the rudders. Then hoisting the foresail to the wind, they made for the beach. But striking a reef, they ran the vessel aground. The bow stuck and remained immovable, and the stern was being broken up by the surf. The soldiers' plan was to kill the prisoners, lest any should swim away and escape. But the centurion, wishing to save Paul, kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and make for the land, and the rest on planks or on pieces of the ship. And so it was that all were brought safely to land. All 276, Brad. Think about that. That their their ship is being torn up. All 276 people in the middle of a hurricane, mm-hmm. a nor'easter. Mm-hmm. And so, let's just look at it real quick. All right, when they the sailors in, in verse 27, uh, it's the 14th night they've been out there. They've heard surf pounding on the shores of Malta. They don't even know where it is because it's dark. They can't see. Now, from Cauda to Malta is about 476 miles. And they have people who uh, study these kind of things went back and looked, and they figured the winds and stuff, it would have taken them about 13 days to be blown there. Hmm. And so the navigational data authenticates the scripture here, which is awesome. And God's sovereignty brings them to this little tiny (laughs) island 476 miles away. And they hear the shore and they go, well, it's not a good thing to be thrust into the shore at night when you can't see. (laughs) So they start taking what's called a sounding and they find out they're uh, 20 fathoms or 120 feet in water. Then they get 15 fathoms. So they're getting closer to land. So they dropped four anchors to keep the bow pointed toward the shore, like I talked about earlier, verse 29. But in verse 30, the sailors panicked. They got scary. They didn't trust Paul. What did Paul say? He said, listen, my God has told me we're all going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Well, these sailors didn't listen, and so they start make, They come up with this plan to pretend like they're going to go out and put out more anchors, and they're going to escape. Now, Paul sits there, and he's so practical, he goes, listen, unless the sailors, the sailors stay, we're dead. They need to stay. Trust me or trust them. And what happens? The, the centurion and the guys, soldiers, cut their boats away so they can't get away. They listen to Paul now. No longer are they listening to the experts, the navigator yeah. and the captain. They're listening to Paul. Verse 33 and 34, Paul says men eat something it's been 14 days now paul is leading the prisoner is leading the in the midst of a crisis why because paul serves the one true living god and he says no hair on your head is going to perish and he's quoting there from first samuel 14 second samuel 14 first kings 1 in all those passages that phrase is used paul was very familiar with that it was a it was just a a, a phrase about god protecting them and he says nothing's going to happen and you know i want to remind our listeners the pro- proven reliability of god's word goes all the way back to when god told joshua joshua i want you to lead the people through the land and in joshua 23 verse 14 he told them he said not one word has perished 
he said, I, he's, Joshua is saying this at the end. Now I'm about to go the way of all the earth, and you know in your hearts and soul, all of you, that not one word has failed of all the good things that the Lord your God promised concerning you. All have come to pass. Not one has failed. And, and, and God is so trustworthy. Psalm 112 tells us, if you go over to uh, Psalm 112, and, and look at um, verse 7. I'm sorry, not Psalm 112. I'm sorry. First uh, Kings 8.56. I got confused. I was thinking about where he says don't fear, but First Kings 1.52. Yep. First uh, Kings 8.56. First yeah. Kings 8.56. He says, blessed be the Lord who has given rest to the people according to all his promise. Again, not one word has failed of his good promises. So God keeps his word if he says it he does it and and so paul tells him take bread and he did he took bread gave thanks broke it and they begin to eat sounds like they're having communion doesn't it does it? that's exactly what came to mind it, it sounds just like that and it says in verse 36 they all underline all were encouraged by paul's leadership all 276 uh, tommy our friend tommy thinks they all are believers he tommy converted thinks, yeah he thinks they all came to christ it says in verse 38, they then threw the wheat into the sea to lighten the ship so that it would ride higher. Verse 39 says they didn't know where they were. 40 and 41, the bow sticks in the sandbar, splintering the ship. At that point, the soldiers are wanting to kill the prisoners because if they escape, then they they have to take their punishment. And some of mm. them were going to be executed. In verse 43, Paul says, or Julius says, nope. We're going to save Paul because he knew Paul was the key to survival. So Paul so affected the ship that everyone is on is safe because of him. And verse 44, they all escape. When we come back, we'll have some closing comments and we can take a call. Yeah, glad you tuned in. Call us 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. Enhanced fitness. As we age, our fitness needs change. First Coast YMCA offers Enhanced Fitness, a 16-week arthritis and fall prevention program that helps enhance strength, balance, and flexibility. These are fun, low-impact classes that promote movement and help older adults stay active, energized, and independent. The classes are free to YMCA members and anyone in the community thanks to a federal grant. Contact First Coast YMCA for a schedule of classes, fcymca.org. I have a quick story about a young little boy about two weeks old brought in by his parents. 
Dr. Timothy Johansson on Focus on the Family Minute. First child and kid checked out perfectly fine and at the very end the dad said, I've got a few more questions. What can I do to really promote his athletic ability, two week old, promote his <laughs> athletic ability and make sure that he's going to be a good athlete and what things can I do to visually stimulate him to make sure that he really is good academically and I looked at the dad and I said, the only thing I want you to do right now is fall in love with this little boy. Mm. There will be time for all of that. Don't worry what college he's going to, if he's going to varsity in basketball, or whether he's going to be on the honor roll. Just fall in love. While you can dream about your child's future, loving him is the best thing you can do. Hear more at FamilyMinute.org. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Fernandina Beach at 91.3. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walks away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed, for the good Lord has come. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Wednesday afternoon. Call us today, 844-777-7928. Doug, I know you covered... I Man, that's a lot of ground. I, I there. just, I know, I, I kind of went through that with a fire hose, and <laughs> but I'm, I, I didn't get to the, like the, yeah. the big exclamation point, verse forty-four. Y- you got to drop your anchor right there, verse forty-four. They all escaped. I mean, two hundred and seventy-six people, Brad. That's a lot of people. Yeah. By the way, we're in Acts twenty-seven. If you just tuned in, Doug and I, Doug, Doug just went through Acts twenty-seven. Verses twenty-seven through forty-four. Yeah, they 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 got ashore to this little island called Malta. Two hundred seventy-six people. They jumped into the water from a broken ship in the middle of a hurricane, uh, and they all made it safely to shore. That in itself, back then, would have been a miracle, right? But God's word to Paul was fulfilled. You know, Isaiah forty-eight. 40 verse 8 says the grass withers the flower fades but the word of god will stand forever uh isaiah 55 verse 10 says as the rain and snow come down from heaven and don't return but there's water on earth making it bring forth and sprout giving seed to the sower bread to the eater so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth it will not return to me empty but it shall accomplish that which i purpose and brad god has used and continues to use predictive prophecy to establish his divine authority. God says it, he does it, and therefore we know he can be trusted, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In everything from his prophecies about Jesus, his prophecies about uh, the, the things that would happen in the world, to Daniel about Babylon, yep. Persia, yep. Rome, all those things have come cyrus abraham yeah cyrus <laughs> how god would use cyrus to right. rebuild the temple all that stuff and the greatest proof of scriptural authority is the fulfillment of this predictive prophecy and so when we think about that 
the proven reliability of God's word is key. Um, you know, um, when God was talking about Abraham, to your point, uh, Paul wrote in Romans 4 to the Romans three years before this time, by the way. This is three years prior. He writes to the Romans in Romans 4 talking about Abraham. No unbelief made him waver. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promises of God. Why? But he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he said he'd do. That's why Paul stood up and says, I believe my God. Yeah. I believe my God. I don't know where you are personally if you're out there listening today in your relationship with God and whether you believe him or not. I believe my God. I believe his word is trustworthy. The question that ultimately it boils down to us is we either believe his word or we don't. We can't pick and choose what's true, what's not true. And that's what's happening in our world, Brad. People Mm -hmm. cherry pick. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think this applies to us today. Well, why do you think that way? Uh, His word is unchanging. And people always go back to the Old Testament and they go back to the ceremonial law. That ceremonial law was not meant to apply because it was a foreshadowing of what Christ would be and what he would do. And so in the Old Testament, you have a lot of, you remember, Israel had a theocracy. And, and so their ceremonial law, their moral law, their civil law was all tied up into one thing. But in the New Testament, there's, there's no more ceremonial law for the, the children of God. Paul says you don't regard one day more important. You may do mm-hmm. that, right. and that's okay right. if, if that's your tradition and <clears throat> want to do it, but it's not necessary. Hmm. And the only thing is necessary is for us to what? Trust Christ, and if we trust Christ, he's going to change us. You're, he's not going to come in and, and give you new birth and allow you to go live like you're living for Satan again. Mm. So all these people that say you can be a, quote, homosexual Christian, uh, you can be a transgender Christian, and continue to walk in those same patterns and have no life change, do not understand what Paul writes when he says, anyone who's in Christ is a new creation. Amen. I was thinking uh, <clears throat> the uh, one, one of the things I always enjoy about taking my mother-in-law back up to Chicago, she always... She always go, takes me to dinner. By the way, I've put on about 10 pounds, I think, in the last two weeks. But uh, she always takes me to dinner with her friends uh, who she wants to uh, share Christ with. <laughs> and I, I always tell her, I always want to remind her, hey, you go share Christ with them. I, I don't mind doing it. But anyway, to your point, and you just hit on something that we got to talking about this past week with one of her friends, is she uh, she believes that you know homosexuals – that you know this is not a problem and that's well, I don't show me in scripture where that's not a problem <laughs> I, I, i'm this super kind woman and just had a great she's not you know she doesn't lean that way she just struggles because and i said well what has shaped your thinking mm-hmm. what has shaped your thinking to believe that that would be okay and i it kind of stumped her i said well i'll tell you what has shaped your thinking it hasn't been god's word mm-hmm. it's been the culture that has shaped your thinking. Uh, we, we are commanded to renew our mind. You and I talk about that often. Your mind's going to be renewed somewhere. 
And if it's not renewed in the word of God, it's probably going to be renewed in something that's not of God. Mm. What is what is of God? His word. And the importance of going to his word. So anyway, we got on the topic of, of that in particular, just that particular sin. And I said, homosexuality is a sin. That's mm. just plain and simple. It's a sin. I said, if, I, if I'd had six affairs on my wife, would you consider that to be okay? Yeah. She goes, no. I said, listen, we're all born sinful. We, we all have a sin problem. It may be homosexual for one. It may be adultery for another. It may be greed for, you know, who knows what it is. Well, that's why that's why we we don't put qualifiers that's in right. front of our, our 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 faith. You know, you know, I'm 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 not a, a, a greedy Christian. <laughs> I'm not a thieving Christian. Right. I'm just a follower of Jesus. Right. And so when you want to identify as something before Christ, you're 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 elevating that to say I've got to have that as part of my identification, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's not yeah. that's not what Christ, Christ said. You're a new creation. The only thing that you're identified is your mind. Your mind. Yeah. I yeah. own you yeah. because I bought you, mm-hmm. and and you know I freed you to know go not live for yourself or your own passions, but to go live for me and put me on display in the world around you. And, and going back to what you said in 1 Peter 2, 9, we are a kingdom of priests. And when you live like you're a follower of Satan, because Satan wants to elevate your own personal satisfaction, your own personal pleasure, your own personal desires over what God would have you do even if it's sometimes you think it's good like when peter goes hey that ain't gonna happen to you jesus he was elevating his own desires over what god wanted when god says my son is gonna die on a cross for Mm -hmm. me and jesus said get away from me satan and and he he pretty much rebuked peter there so when you think about your life do you really believe god's word is trustworthy and do you live like it Mm. because you can say you believe it, but what do others see? It, it, are you really living out a life saying God's word is my starting point? It is my authority. Listen, we don't worship the Bible, but we worship the God who wrote the That's Bible. Right. And we worship the the one who the Bible was written about in mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm. And so, uh, you know, Brad, I love what Hebrews 6, 19 says. Um you know, Hebrews is such a rich book. I love teaching through it. But in uh, Hebrews 6, 19, it, it says, We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, talking about anchors, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf. Jesus is interceding for me and you. He loves us. I want to go back to the very thing we started at the beginning of the program about the depression, the, all those things. Jesus is going to be the only thing that will give you true identity. Yeah. Anything yeah. beyond yeah. understanding his purpose for your life, his relationship in your life is going to be temporary and what uh, Jeremiah calls a broken cistern. You're going to be trying to put water in to fill your cup, and it's just going to keep draining out the bottom. Yeah, that's yeah. good. 
That's so. good. I was thinking about this uh, quote <clears throat> by Steve. Steve Troxell says this: most most storms last longer than we prefer. Yeah. But our heavenly Father is leading us to the place where we can have peace, contentment, and even joy. Whether the sun is shining or the storm is raging, he's calling us to be free of fear, calling us to trust him more and experience his calm within the storm. That's where we're going to find peace and contentment and rest. Even in the midst of the storm is when we're obedient to God's word. Hey, that is so good. And that's a good thing to go out on. I do want to let our listeners know one thing. Go to at SWAT Radio Talk on Facebook and Twitter. I have a fundraiser up to help the chosen get season four going. So if you go there, just go there.